welcome to the Path to Prosperity podcast, where we help you make, manage, and multiply your money. I am Ash Cash, the financial motivator. We got Storm Leroy, the employed millionaire, and Marvin hey. Mitchell, Mr. Become Your Own Bank. Let's get it. A Billy, a Billy, a Billy. Yo, today we're going to talk about billionaires, yo. So look, look. I, once upon a time, making millions of dollars was the thing. Like, that was cool to make millions of dollars. Then somehow this billionaire thing got introduced to us and everybody is aiming to be a billionaire. But can you like, can you be a billionaire on paper and not really be a billionaire? Like I'm confused. I don't understand. Right. So let's start with Kanye. I know that Kanye was a billionaire and he had some issues with Adidas and then he no longer became a billionaire. Like, I don't understand how that worked. And Storm, talk to us, man, because you're the wise one, man. You got, you got, you got, you got to talk to the people, man. I think the misconception is always um, the number, right? We know being a billionaire isn't a billionaire has a billion dollars in the bank. It's a billion. It's a billion of what you have, which we all can, can surmount that much. Your your team is worth your basketball team is worth four billion. Your real estate portfolio is worth a hundred million. Your this is worth that that that. But for me, the understanding is, are you really a billionaire or are you just a sponsor for a company? Do you have ownership or sponsorship? That's a big difference. We can say somebody owns a company or owns something because we know they have a big stake. But in actuality, they could just be a high paid sponsor where that company could really come along and go, we no longer need your services and let you go. So, so let, let's let's talk about this, right? So this is breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Music mogul Sean Diddy Combs is dumped by world's largest spirit maker after he accuses it of racism and and paying lip service to diversity, right? Whoa. And so Diego, uh, Diego, which is the parent company, or oh, how, how you say it? D D is it Diego? I don't know. I don't know. How to say it. Diego, yeah. right? Diego has, has officially cut ties with Sean Combs. This comes after Diddy sued the beverage company for allegedly not supporting their joint venture, namely Ciroc Vodka and De Leon Tequila. Uh, uh, Diego or Diageo uh, declared that they will no longer be working with Bad Boy founder on Tuesday, uh, June 27th, after calling for a lawsuit to be dismissed. Puff Daddy sued the company in May via the New York Supreme uh, Supreme Court, stating that they uh, neglected his spirits and undermined them by marketing them as urban brands. Uh, we, and, and so this is what Diageo said. Uh, we are saddened that Mr. Combs has chosen to recast a business dispute as anything other than that and chosen to damage a productive and valued partnership. Mr. Combs' bad faith uh, um, action uh, have clearly breached his contract and left us no choice but to move to dismiss his baseless complaints and end our business relationship. Uh, Diageo uh, said in a statement, Mr. Cone has repeatedly undermined our partnership and threatened to publicly uh, defame Diageo if, if we did not meet his unreasonable financial demands. Okay, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing with, um, so, who was the real boss? I mean, I hate to say it, but the real boss, was it Diddy or was it Diageo? Yeah. Because the real boss had the potential to drop 
somebody. Mm. Now we got to start thinking in forms of, in, in terms of, if I'm going to be a billionaire, and I don't not have you got to be a billionaire, be a billionaire. Say the money. If you get dropped, you just get dropped. Just say the money and put it somewhere. But Diddy could have had the ability to dump the Agio, right? So okay, here's the thing. Diddy is getting his spirit deal through Diageo. His only spirit deal is probably with Diageo. Do you think Diageo's only spirit deal is with Diddy? Right. Uh, No, no. So Diageo has probably 10, 20 other people that the company has because they did it. They did it in a way. This is the way I want us to think about it. So we got to learn from this, right? Yeah, we could be sad. Oh, they dropped, they dropped Diddy. But let's learn from, let's go back and say, what did Diageo do? And, but, and, and real quick, let me just, just, just hold that thought, right? Just, just so people know, Diageo also owns Johnny Walker, Smirnoff, Captain Morgan, Bailey's, uh, Ciroc, Don Julio, uh, Guinness, for all my Jamaicans out there. No, I'm just playing. Guinness Stout, yep. uh, Gordon Ginn's, um, uh, Tanqueray. What's Tanqueray? I don't know Tanqueray. Tanqueray, um, yeah. Oh, Tanqueray. Oh, look, sounds great. Tanqueray, uh, uh, Bacanans, Kettle One. Um, no, no, we, we get it, but here's what I want y'all to Casamigos, understand. I know Casamigos. What, what Diageo did, this is what I want us to learn that we can do. Oh, Hennessy, too. Anything is possible. Oh, <laughs> wow. Diageo created the illusion of choice, mm. but the choice never really existed. Mm, that's good. So, so, listen to this. Net, I mean, Coca Cola. Yeah, when we think of Coca Cola, right? We think of it as, oh man, it's a drink, Coca Cola. Yep, Coca Cola is not a drink, you all. Mm. Coca Cola is a brand. They just happen to have Coke, mm. right? Coca Cola owns Sprite. Yeah, they own Fanta. They own Mellow Yellow. They own Coca Cola. <laughs> they <laughs> own Minute Maid. They own um, the Sunny Water. <laughs> Coca Cola. Owns Power Aid. Did you know that Coca Cola owns Power Aid? So when you're in the refrigerator and you and you're thinking, "Nah, I don't want no Coke today. I ain't about to support them. They 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 put they used to put real drugs in they in they product. I ain't supporting no Coke. I'm gonna get this Sprite. Guess what you just did? Supported Coke. You just supported Coke without even realizing it. You got that orange soda. You just supported Coke. I'm gonna get water because I don't drink no soda. I don't put. You just got the Sony water. You just supported Coke. That's yeah. exactly what you're doing with. That's what Diageo did. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna promote these companies against each other, but you gotta choose one. And when you choose one, you just support it." Diageo. Now, Diageo, I guarantee you, they're a multi, multi, multi billion dollar one percent company, right? So, how can we play that, knowing that, knowing that, um, what I'm, what I know, I'm gonna do. Is I'm gonna go out and instead of so a good friend of mine, Demetrius, we were just talking. He was like, "Man, he was like, you you becoming known in this financial space. You becoming known as the guy, the financial advisor that, that everybody. When I mention somebody that's a financial advisor, they say, hey, do you know Marvin? Yeah, I know Marvin. So what are you gonna do with that, right? Because what you can do is you can, um, you can leverage that. I said, yeah, I'm already thinking about leveraging that. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna train a hundred advisors and I'm gonna create this." This this entity where I get a percentage of their business and I go out and I and I and all these advisors are out in the world. He said, "No, you're not thinking big enough." Mm. 
I said, what, what? I said, all right, help me to understand what you're talking about. He said, why are you going to train an individual advisor when you could go out and buy the company that Ooh. already has several advisors and it has the operators already running it and the leadership teams and the buildings already in place? Oh, buy that. You buy that company. Hold on. I'm tell you the bigger play. Three yeah. years, five years, seven years. You said, what's your five year plan? The bigger play is have my financial advisor company as its own entity. Yeah. Don't mix it. Get a holding company and get each company as an LLC within a holding company. So company A, I go out and buy, I turn that company around. I go out and buy financial advisor company number two, number three, four, five, six, ten, whatever it is. And I buy these $3 million companies, $5 million companies, whatever it is. But then I package them together within the holding company and a big investor will come years down the line and buy that package. Give you that Billy, let's go. And while doing so, guess what? I just turned my evaluation because one company is only maybe three to one. Right. But when you package them together and you make it more attractive for a big investor, I just turned my evaluation from three to one to 10 to one just wow. because I had one big package. So I just made my profitability so much bigger. And he said that's one of the only ways to get to a billion dollars. Wow. Yep. Hey, hey Sean, yep. can you talk about that a little bit? Because what he just said right now, and I love that play because he has a financial firm. He's leveraging that financial firm. He buys up this these other financial firms, you know, create, like you said, the illusion of competition. And then now they all owned by each other. Nobody knows I own them. They're all his own still separate entity. Nobody knows that he owns them, but he's leveraging the business. Can you talk yeah. about that, Storm? Because because I because I remember recently, um, you know, even with, with, with Michael Jordan, it came out. That that Jordan got finessed out of his scene. Um, like, can you talk a little bit about that storm? Like that, yeah. that whole process. See, when when our brains start thinking on a level that we we're thinking and what Marvin project out and, and the plays, the things that we all discuss as a team, us three, people will see a bigger picture besides somebody make a post. Oh, he got finessed out of his team. He had to sell it. True, maybe true, may not be true, but I'm gonna give you a real peek into, into inside business. The way business work, if I owed you $2 billion, I have a team that's worth $4 billion, I'm gonna leverage my team to borrow $2 million and pay you. I'm not selling my team and have nothing. Why would I have to sell something that's worth money? Leverage the thing. It's the same thing that we talk to people about, about going to get a HELOC, to buy real estate, going to get a HELOC to buy a business, go do a refinance to go buy something. We're not telling you go sell your house to buy three more houses. Mm. HELOC or refinance against the home to buy another home, to buy more assets, not sell the thing. So when you hear somebody had to sell, it's like that's our, that's our way of, of internally doing two things. You, you kind of being, you're kind of saying to yourself, you're glad or you're happy or you knew it would happen indirectly because I never want to say he got finessed and Michael Jordan don't surround himself with savvy business people. But that's what you literally saying. But he didn't have enough wherewithal or a team around him to tell him you don't have to sell. You can get a loan against the team to pay that debt if that's the scenario. And also it's us saying to ourselves, the man didn't have free will to want to sell what is his to now grow something bigger. He could actually say, I'm gonna sell this 
And now he might want to go buy a soccer team that's worth 20 billion. The one of the biggest things, and I'm a, and a little touch on this. We do not have the power of what these other countries have when they own these soccer teams. They just paid a soccer player uh, almost a billion dollars a year. One player on a team makes uh, almost a billion dollars. You know how much a soccer teams make in money? I would rather own a soccer team, and little do we know, and I'm not saying he still does or don't, but Jay owned part of a soccer team. Mm. I don't like, think I, I dropped the label. We need money. Yeah, and the whole thing with Ciroc, that company wanted us to think Diddy had ownership so we could say, I'm supporting a black business. When he was a high-paid sponsor, no disrespect, he was a high-paid sponsor for a brand that wasn't making any money for them already. Come support this brand, take it to the community, we're going to give you this much money, to sponsor this brand that's not doing anything, let's see what you can do with it. And by the way, we're going to make it seem like you own it, and we ran to buy it and go, yo, this see, is what, what, what millionaires are doing and people who are trying to get to a million are doing, they're trying to do everything to market, to be seen, so that uh. they can make a million dollars. See, billionaires, they're trying to do everything that they can to never be seen and never be known. Right. We're trying to appear, they're trying to disappear. They said, Okay, this guy's this guy's out here rapping and being popular and doing all this stuff. Okay, let's use this guy. He wanna be the public face and be known. We don't got no ego. Yep. We don't care about that. You go ahead and be seen and make us all of the money and let the money come back to us and nobody ever got to know he exists. Have you ever heard exactly. of Diageo? We don't even know how to pronounce the name. We don't even know if we say right. the name right. Yeah. Diego, Diageo, like, we don't even know. There's a family called the Birdoffs, right? They own Seagram's Universal Pictures. The Seagram Umbrella owned, owned uh, every, I mean, just look up the family. They own yeah. Universal Movie Studio, who own 20th Century Fox. They own everything. This family used to own uh, Death Row Records. Like, they own the label that owned Death Row. Now, this is a, a this is a story back when I was in the industry. When Suge Knight wanted to call this label and, and wanted to speak to the head of distribution for Universal when Death Row was on there, and he constantly wanted to speak to them, and he literally got on the line and was like, you only, they, they selling millions of records now, two, three hundred million. And he literally had to get on there and remind them, like, who are you exactly? What you make me is one percent of what my company makes, one percent. And right after that, if anybody remember hip hop, Death Row was dropped, and that's when Jimmy Iovine came along and picked up Death Row, and then took it on another ride. But understand, they only own us to have conversations about them owning us. Wow. Think about these billionaires who say, "Well, I own Bad Boy, I own Death Row, well, I, I own No Limit, well, I own." We look at these guys making this money when it's only a fraction of what they make. And at any given time, they can get rid of you. Wow. The power is in the ownership. We are glorified sponsors. And another key thing, we, I want to I throw this out. The difference between being a billionaire, between 
Kanye, uh, Diddy, and, and Hove. Hove will not wake up one morning and his billions could be gone by anybody. When Bacardi tried to take Bacardi from, from Jay, what did he do? Oh, guess what? We go into court. Right. He had ownership, right. true ownership of Bacardi. They had to go to court and settle with him on how to buy him out. That wasn't a sponsorship. That man understands the power of ownership and we have to stop thinking because somebody dangled the biggest check in front of you. Mm. We define print. You don't own and I can fire you. Wow. Bro, I really wish I could tell some stories being in a room with these people and what they did in my days of industry. But one conversation I remember somebody told had with me, if that person is able to cut me a check, I need to be able to fire him and get in that position so he could never fire me. That's the way we should think. I don't get dropped. I dropped the label. The world can't hold me. Too much ambition. I dropped the label. That's it. It's like it's like when you hear those bars, man. It's like until you we 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 can rap them all day long. Yeah. But our mind got to catch up to what it actually means. It's like man, this is what he's saying. But now it's like now, no, I really understand what he's saying now. Like you can't just drop me. Drop me. (laughs) At some point, Diddy should have said. I made you this because he read up that contract a few years ago, right? At some point he should have said, listen, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this, this, I want this ownership state. I want to be able to call the shot. I want to be able to have right of this. I want to be able, but when you're being enamored, when somebody says, we're gonna give you 200 million, and if you sell this many, we'll give you a bump up to 500 million, you see the hundreds of millions when in actuality you should go, wait, hold on. But let me, I'll let, take me ask, let me ask a naive question, right? Why do, including Jay-Z, why does Jay-Z need this Bacardi partnership? Why does um Diddy need need Diageo to 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 build Ciroc? Like, why can't um, he didn't own Ciroc first? He didn't he never owned it. That was a brand they had that wasn't selling. Right, same same thing with Jay with uh with, with Duce, right? Duce was a brand. That they they leveraged uh you know Jay's likeness you know he got ownership in it you know what I'm saying but it was brands that existed before so like like I guess my question is why can't they um, I love, I love come this. together and buy a brand and right. use their likeness to push it up like why do they need the bigger brand here's here's why here's here's why the same reason Jay went on to buy the title company. Another company in Switzerland, that was another smaller company that was in Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. He went and bought it. He went and bought it and said, why do I need to build out this infrastructure if you have it already? I'm going to buy it from you, call it title and blow it up, own it and then sell it or do what I want. Mm. Why would you want to start from scratch? The key thing we have to understand is you will never be able to birth enough companies to turn them into million dollar companies faster than you will be able to buy a already established company and turn it to a billion dollar. Even with Doucet, with Ace of Spade, they wanted him to do a deal with, with actually a sponsorship. And he said, no, I want to buy it. I want to buy it. Bro, but yeah, because I can go on. This Let's just say you get, um, Five ten million dollar companies, right? Uh-huh. So we do the math. 
you say what what is what is what is five times ten equal, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty million, right? So do you have fifty dollars in evaluation? No. So if you have one ten million dollar company, let's just say you can sell that company for um for for two to one, mm-hmm. right? Two to one if it's bringing in ten million dollars, for example. You sell that for two to one, which means you can sell that and get $20 million from a, a revenue generating 10 million. I could sell it time two. That's 20 million. So one, two, one $10 million um, um, cash flowing company will get me 20 million. Now, if I put it together and I got five, that's not, that's not 20 million times five. Mm. No, no. What it is, is instead of it being a two to one evaluation, I just made it a 10 to one evaluation because it's a larger company. People like larger companies because larger companies have better systems, just like larger. uh, If it's larger, it's already being managed properly because it has a proven concept and that it works on a higher level. So now I take, I take that um, $50 million in cash flow and I multiply it by 10. I just got 500 million. Mm. So instead of me having, a hundred million just because I packaged it together, I turned it to 500 million. That's game. Yeah. You see how yeah. you accelerate a billion dollars quicker when you learn the oh, power of acquisition and the power of large numbers and the power of systems and teams already in place? It's it's cool to start off. You want to start your company, do your LLCs, you do that in the beginning. You birth a company, that's cool. But let, let's look at somebody else. Let's look at Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, oh, before I jump to him, I want to touch on something else you said. Reason why, if you remember back when all the distribution was being bought up by a lot of these companies, and I don't want to get into the whole, the power of distribution, you can create a brand all you want, but if you don't own the distribution, you will never get it out. Mm. Distribution is power. The reason why you had Spike Lee have issues Tyler Perry, Oprah, all these people want to shoot these movies. And we say, put your own movies out. Do this. Yeah, but who owned the movie theaters? Who owned the life? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Who owned that to be able to put this out? Now that we're able to scream kind of freely, we're able to scream a little more. But guess what? Who still owns the Amazon platform, the Netflix platform? Mm -hmm. If you don't own distribution, you can make all you want. You'll be on Tubi. If that's your your place where you want to land, Cool, but you yeah. can't make an alcohol beverage. Think you're going to come in and take up shelf space from the companies like the Bergmans, the the Dejanos. You're not going to make the alcohol and take the space from them. They cornered the distribution market. So you want to be able to buy something that's already in the distribution pipeline. And now you just need to pour gasoline on the fire. Mm-hmm. So it's OK. Mm-hmm. Look at what Magic Johnson has done with baseball yeah, and the team. That too, for sure. And so let me ask y'all a question though, right? So is it, so here's here's another part of that, right? Is it good then as you're creating your billions, you stay quiet, right? Because you you mentioned Magic, you mentioned Shaq. These are gentlemen who know that leverage game and ownership game very, very well. And when you see them on TV, it looked like they shucking and jiving, they big happy Negroes. But at the end of the day, no. they one of the smartest businessmen you ever I mean, yeah. And they're see, quietly getting those billions. Oh yeah, quietly getting the billions. I mean, you you can start off like a P Diddy and end up like a Magic. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. But here's here's the thing that I want, right? One who controls the media controls everything. So you talking about own nothing, own nothing, control everything. I want to control the media. Think about it. If I can buy the distribution, we can think about distributions as products, or we can think of distribution as information. If we control the distribution of the information, see, there's countries who controls the media and the distributions of the information that will shut something down if they talk about their government. You see what I'm saying? There are. Look, look, imagine this, y'all. Just imagine this. See, we playing we playing a small game right now. So we talking about we wondering how do we get on other people's channels so that we can get our message across? How can we get shout outs? How can we get ads? How can we get to Facebook and say, how can we get them to market our information by paying them? Although Facebook can find something wrong and shut off our ads at any time. Right. Because they own the distribution. They own the distribution. So they can say we don't want you to distribute anymore. Instagram has showed us we own Instagram. If we don't like something or we think something, even if we're wrong, we're shutting down your page. We don't care how much money you're making on your page. We have the power to shut you down. Well, imagine if we said, okay, on a smaller level, there's big Instagram pages that are out there right now, right? These big Instagram pages, um, they got people distributing the information, but they don't know how to make no money. Um. So let me, so instead of let me pay them, to get on a page, let me buy their page mm. and keep them as an operator. I don't have to be seen. You can still be the per- powerful person on your platform. I just yep. own a percentage of that. So anytime I want to come on, I come on and promote whatever I need to promote because I own it and I own a percentage of your platform. Yo, side note though, I know I know one of one of the guys I grew up with owns a page, a meme page that got two million followers. Buy and, it. Buy so it. I, Yo, we might need to connect. Buy it. That's the play. Yeah, yeah. See, look, look, look. Think about, I want you to think about this win-win situation. Think about when you buy something, you create win-win situation when you present the equity. Look, bro, yeah. you got 2 million followers. I'm giving y'all the play right now that's a really high level. And yeah. it's time for us to go in a minute. But you got 2 million followers. Yeah. You ain't how much money you making? None. Yep. What if I can help you to make a few hundred thousand dollars? Right. All right, bet. All right, here's what I want to do. Let's talk about how... I can get, I don't want to own it all. I just want to own 20, 25% of it because if you own too much of it, it makes it easy for them to walk away. But if you only own 20, 25, they ain't going nowhere because they're the owner, because they still the owner operator. You don't want to run the page, but here's what you want with that 20, 25%. Anytime I come on, I need to be able to promote whatever I need to promote when I need to promote it. I need to be able to advertise whatever I need to advertise, what I need to advertise. I need to be able to do this with the channel, et cetera. You still be the person behind it. You still the voice behind it. But get this. When I when I bring in this revenue, you get this percentage of this revenue that comes in. Right. The rest of it I get. You don't have any exposure to what I do with it. So if I market something, if I market something in real estate to this page, whatever I make on what I do over there. We pass the distribution. That all goes to me. But I was sharing this with you. Bam. Now, now see you talking about, and I have ownership. You're talking about something different. If I own thousands of that and I package it together, now we're talking about creating our own media. Because what somebody said, there, there's a podcast I know right now, a podcast that's getting more views than CNN. Mm. This is a podcast channel. Yep, yep. They understand the game. Anyway, I'm giving too much game. We got to get out of here and throw some gem of the days. The, the ownership, the, the ownership aspect. I want to 
reiterate this, it's good to own, but it's better to stop buying companies that you could do something with. Stop trying to go against them. When people say, I'm just going to start my own this and go up against a big boy. I look at them like, are you serious? I'm going to create my own Instagram. I just laugh. I'm just going to create my own Netflix. I want to create something that Instagram will want to buy and give me a billion dollars. Facts. I want to. That's the game right there for sure. Yeah. You know, like distribution of sneakers. Why Kanye don't put his own sneaker out? It's not about the sneakers, about the distribution in the pipeline, y'all. Yeah. So yeah. we can go on and on. We can talk about Tyler well, Perry well, later. You know what we touched on? We didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Rihanna and that Fitney situation. Oh, word, word. Rihanna, Rihanna go that CEO spot. Yep. Oh no, All Rihanna right, don't need the CEO spot. Rihanna don't want nothing to do. She don't. She's got to the point where she can bring in a CEO and pay them a right. couple of million dollars, and she's completely out of the investment. See, this is the goal. She still own it, though. Look, still- see, there's levels. There's levels, right? You got an employee. You have an operator in the business. You have the CEO of the business, and you have the investor in the business. So yep. Rihanna just promoted herself to an investor in her own business yeah. where she just give consultations, but she don't have anything to do with the business. Off, still making even more money. Sheesh. Because the probably runs it even better. Sheesh. She might make about 60000 or 50000 as a salary, and she's making a billions, but that's not on her name. She gets yeah. a little bit of fee and still own everything, man. But we want our name, we want our name on everything as owners. All right, gems of the day, gems of the day. Gems of the day, gems of the day. So, uh, man, what's the, the gem, the gem, the gem that I got for the day is this. Um, and I might be stealing something from y'all because y'all said it, but the gem of the day, um, is focus on ownership, right? Focus on ownership. But when you focus on, uh, ownership, um, also don't only focus on, uh, ownership of one entity, right? Uh, corner the market right and so and so i'm i'm the goat of self self publishing well i need to start that's what i'm gonna do i need i need, I need to start buying up all these other self publishing uh these small boutique self publishing companies all these uh uh self publishing coaches like i start buying them i i don't i don't put my name on it and then now i help uh, fix the company, push it up there, and I I give the illusion of competition. So now, as we're all pumping this message of you should you should self publish your book, it you know it doesn't like now the message is out there, and it doesn't matter who you go to, the ownership all comes back to the person who was able to put everything together. That's my gem of the day. That's my aha moment. That's how you get to that billion dollar status. I appreciate y'all, man. Gem of the day. So, so, so essentially, Ash, I'm sorry, bro. I like you, but I'm not choosing you. I'm going with this self-publishing company. I'm, am I sad? I own that company, too. You I know, own it, go too. Ahead. Go ahead. Let me speak to the manager. I am the manager. No, hold, on, hold on. Let me, let me call the manager really quick. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me call the owner real quick. Hey, what's up? This Ash. What up? <laughs> hey, what's up, Ash? How you doing? Yo, I hey, look, right look y'all, we got my gym of the day is that we got to think bigger, right? We got to think like the billionaires are thinking. The billionaires are thinking about, again, I said this earlier, but the billionaires, are, uh, millionaires are thinking about how can I be seen? How can I be on social media so that everybody will know me so that people can buy my ebooks? The billionaires are saying, how do I stay hidden? 
I want my face hidden. I want my money hidden. I want my profile hidden. I don't care if nobody know me. I don't got a dress. I can wear a regular T-shirt. You don't got to know. You don't got to see me and notice me when I'm in the street. But I'm collecting the money. I'm creating the competition. I'm creating a monopoly while you still playing the game. While you while you playing um, checkers, I'm sitting up here playing chess. You don't even know I'm playing chess. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and learn how we can create that illusion of choice. We go out and make the money and own multiple things. And we got to learn how to buy businesses and learn how businesses work. The best way to practice to buy businesses is to start by learning how to manage your own business. That gives you motivation to run your business the right way. Because when you learn to run your business the right way, there's a whole lot of people who don't know how to run their business. You can buy those up and all of a sudden you just multiply your skill set. Thanks. Bars. Good. Mine is you will never be able to become a successful hundred thousand air millionaire or billionaire until you seek mentorship and guidance from somebody who is truly that do not believe everything you hear when somebody tells you they own they own they own and actually they might be a high paid sponsor mm. seek guidance from someone invest in yourself and that mentorship before you invest and in trying to build something that may not make it the way you want to go I'm always going to go with the mentorship and surrounding yourself by that like-minded people. That's my gym. Get it. All right, y'all. Listen, listen. Make sure you tap in the Path to Prosperity podcast every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to see you next time. Yo, matter of fact, can I, can I close out? Um, I mean, after we close out, I want to play the clip about Jordan because some people might not have context. So let, let's close out, but I'll play it uh, for the end so that way people have context of what we were talking about with the uh, with, with people saying that he got finessed out of being right. a billionaire. All right, y'all. So we'll see y'all next time. And remember to do what? Always, Always see knowledge. Knowledge. Peace, 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 peace. I think Michael Jordan may have gotten finessed out of owning the Hornets by a member of the you-know-who community. Check this out. Michael Jordan, his Forbes evaluation is $2.1 billion. If he was making $400 million a year from selling Nikes, outside of all his other investments, he would be worth a hell of a lot more than $2.1 billion. His evaluation took a hit when the Hornets lost their evaluation. Please understand what I'm saying. The vast majority of Michael Jordan's net worth is actually the ownership of the Hornets. And that goes for a ton of other billionaires, Jerry Jones, whoever. So let's just say Michael Jordan owns 66% of the Hornets. For easy math, that's two thirds of the Hornets. They're selling for three billion, he's getting two billion, right? So two billion worth plus the 100 million from Nike, that's 2.1 billion, that's his evaluation. Now enough of that math, let's get real. Two years ago, he made a terrible investment with Gabe Plotkin. By the way, that's a minority owner who's buying the damn Hornets. So he told Gabe, yo, go ahead and bet 500 million of my money, I got you. It was like a verbal IOU. And Plotkin went and put a ton of money into the stock market, somewhere around 4 billion, and they lost. But instead of going to Jordan and saying, give me that 500 million, Plotkin said, I don't got it. I don't have the 4 billion I just bet. So then this man right here, Ken Griffin from Citadel, worth 32 billion, the richest man in Chicago, bailed them out. So Griffin gives Plotkin about $4 billion. None of this is a secret. This was about eight months after their bad bet. He buys them out and covers their ass. But then he wants his money. He's here to collect. So Plotkin owes him. So now Plotkin pays him. 
But now Jordan owes Plotkin. It's a little, it's a trickle-down effect. And Jordan don't got the money. Jordan made a bad bet. So he's got to sell his team to cover the bet. So he's selling to the guy he owes the money to. He's selling to his bookie. Now here's the thing. Plotkin used to work for Griffin. These are two multi-billionaires from Chicago, and they just fleeced Jordan out of ownership. And they're taking his team from him. Jordan just lost his seat at the big kids table. He can go make his millions with Nike, and you guys can say what you want. But this is a man who got into a world he couldn't keep up in. The world of billionaires. And he lost out and he's out of the game. They fleeced him, bruh. Plotkin, if I can quote Malcolm X, he's that fox with the sheep. Pretending to be their friend. Pretending to be cool with Jordan. But the whole time, he has a devious plan to take everything from this man if everything goes wrong. He wasn't a wolf. He didn't show his true colors. And now Jordan's out of a team. No longer an owner. Those billions are going to be gone. He could have owned this team for eternity and maybe sold it 20 years from now. Or his kids could have had ownership. Much like the hand-me-downs from the NFL. But there will be no legacy in this regard. Two billionaires fleeced him and punked him for his team.